Welcome once again to the BeerCast. Uh, my name's Richard, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, we're here with another fabulous quartet of panellists and hopefully a fabulous quartet of beers. Uh, alongside me today is Jess. Hello. Of Andy and Jess. And we have Gruben. Hello. Of Gruben, Andy and Jess. <laughs> and we have Andy, of Richard and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. I should say, yeah, of course, if, if for those of you who listen uh, quite a lot, you'll probably recognise Andy and Jess from our southern chapter. They look after the podcast for us down there. Uh, but they've joined us in person this time, so we're going to try four beers in their presence. Um, well, they're going to try them too. But <laughs> it's just good to watch it. <laughs> we're going to greet you. Yeah. So the first beer, I think Grant's on opening duke tonight, so, well, this afternoon. So. Uh, yeah, this is uh, St. Austell's Clouded Yellow, which mm-hmm. is a deliciously refreshing wheat beer, brewed with the rare taste of vanilla, cloves and coriander. He's, he's reading it as well as opening it. I've probably given away. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Nice <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> oh yeah, nicely, nicely done. <laughs> that kind of fizzed up slightly. <laughs> wow. Oh, We've had beers uh, explode <laughs> on the big gas before, but that, 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 so was that was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, it exploded so quick that I couldn't do anything about it. It's quite a dramatic opening to the podcast. <laughs> I've been shaking them up all day. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> We're still recording, so this is... Uh, <laughs> it's all, uh, it's, it's all good. It's good. It's good radio, this. It is good radio. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. They're professionals. Yeah, so maybe just uh, chuck that just and get rid of it. So we lost about a third of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole portion. Anyway, this is uh, St. Austell Clouded Yellow. <laughs> I'll hurriedly fill in while they're all uh, cleaning up. It is, it is bottle conditioned. Uh, I was going to say you can see the sediment in the bottom of it, but the sediment's probably all over it at the moment. <laughs> and the table. Yeah, you see the sediment all over the table. Um, so St. Austell were founded in 1851 <laughs> by... A young Cornishman called Walter Hicks, who mortgaged his farm for fifteen hundred pounds as a pan full of beer. <laughs> swift, swift clean-up operation. We yeah. can uh, get down to business. Okay, take two. It does say that you can uh, you can drink it clear. It's the fizziest thing ever. Wow, wow look at that. <laughs> you can drink it clear, or you can carefully mix the sediment to drink it cloudy. I, I've never seen a beer do that before. That is mental. That's crazy. There's got to be something going on with the production, I think. There's actually yeah. hard, there's so much foam, there's barely any beer. Uh, for it. It's going to be like a tiny taste each. I'm going to give this a three already. From, from misbehaving. <laughs> for trauma. Before it even started. It's, it's even fizzier than... Um, it's like champagne, champagne actually. Yeah. And it's just yeah. absolutely full of chewy bits now because... Oh, Jess has got a particular... It's quite funny because uh, the, the little specks of yeast are being agitated by the bubbles, which are so insane. It's like, it is like a snow globe. They're going up and down, they're dancing. It's like, a, like drinking a glass of sea monkeys. Well. 
I think out of um, how much is this? Like five hundred mils, we must have got two fifty out of that. I think. Yeah. So uh, it's not very good value for me either. <laughs> um, on the plus side, it's all right. <laughs> good. Uh, so this is the uh, unique wheat beer, which Andy has won an award. Although I don't know what. Never. Never. I know. I can't believe it. Uh, Roger Protz, beer writer, described this on the Radio 4 Food Programme as lovely, rich, spicy, slightly peppery and marmalade on the nose. Mm. Yeah. Mar- marmalade smells it? Yeah, I would. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's quite close to the mark. He, his description is close to the mark, apart from rich. I wouldn't say it's rich. No. I'd say it's very light. Yeah. It's almost like a wine mm. Yeah. Mm. Sort of it's really taste. nice. It is like a wine. Mm. But a very mild wine, of course, but... Yeah. yeah. It's a shame we um, lost so much of it. It's quite nice. You've seen the way mine, the, the sediment in mine is being kind of dancing about. It's quite yeah, nice. it's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's a bit like, um, it looks a bit like fizzy cider or apple juice or something. Mm, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Oh, what's that fizzy apple juice? It's not uh, no, no, alcoholic. Apple tide. Uh, uh, apple tide, yeah. A bit like that. Uh, pale yellow in colour and naturally bottle conditioned. Ideally served cold in a long glass to experience the true citrus overtones, which have been delicately flavoured with whole spices and vanilla. Ideally served in a long glass so that it doesn't fizz over the top. Exploded when you open it. Meter long glass in like a waterproof room. <laughs> <laughs> waterproof room. <laughs> waterproof pub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I must say I can't taste any clove or coriander. In no, this. I'm quite glad about that. Yeah, mm. yeah, they're kind of uh, winter beer tastes, mm. um, but it's very vanilla-y. Yeah, mm. yeah, There's a lot of vanilla coming out. Mm. So, so why is it called clouded yellow, Richard? Well, see if you can guess. There's, there's a clue on the bottle. There's a clue label. on the, the description <laughs> on the bottle. Well, it's a butterfly. Yeah. Yep, it's crushed butterflies. It's made of butterflies. Yes, they do put butterflies in the box. <laughs> That's a secret ingredient. They dry them and yeah. they crush them. Yeah. Uh, the clouded yellow is a butterfly that lives in North Africa, right? Uh, every year, 36,000 of them appear in the UK. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have a little passport and they have to show. <laughs> but the, the Tories are going to climb down on that, though. Yeah, that's right. They were British butterflies, not these African, <laughs> African butterflies. Uh, apparently, this species is often mistaken for a commoner white butterfly, but the orange yellow colour of the clouded yellow is quite distinctive, even in flight. Hmm. You a fan of butterflies? Actually, well, um, we went to the butterfly farm yesterday. Oh, do you? In Dobby's. In yep. Dobby's. Yeah, it's good. And, uh, and it was really, yeah, it was lovely. Mm. Um, and loads of beautiful butterflies. Actually. Did you go to the uh, talks? Yes. He went to, the, he was doing a creepy crawly talk and mm. hand, handling sort of millipedes and stuff. And there were some scary snakes. There were some scary snakes. <laughs> yeah, there was. In fact, we've got some pictures. We'll put. We'll give you the pictures. Yeah, of the... we've got a nice okay. yellow uh, python or something. I yeah, uh, I held that. Yeah, we went there. Oh, last you had year. it. Yeah, it was a millipede, a python, and a tarantula. Yeah. Oh, we, we, yeah. And I, I held all three. Of them. Well, and I didn't. Hear the, I didn't. The millipede that was gone when I got there, but the snake was great because it was. You could feel it on your hand, and you could feel it kind of squeezing as it moved. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. Uh, but the spider was quite cool. Just so. Mm. Yeah, we didn't. Um, there was lots and lots there of were kids too many there. Kids. So mm. they were doing, and it, I know it's sort of kind of standing back a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice place. Yeah, yeah. Lots of butterflies. So I don't, and don't I, know. I learned some important facts about the, the difference between butterflies and moths. All oh, right. Okay. Good job. 
uh, butterflies pod is called a chrysalis, whereas a moth's pod is called a cocoon. Ah. Butterflies have to warm up to 26 degrees uh, Celsius to be able to fly. Moths only have, because they during, butterflies are during the day, mm-hmm. moths are nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Moths only have to warm up to 17 degrees. Right. <laughs> That's why we never see any moths in Britain in, in, in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there was one other one that I can't, can't quite remember. So if a butterfly looks out of his cocoon, chrysalis, and it's not 26 degrees, you just go back to bed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a little thermometer. Sticking out yeah. Sticks a little, <laughs> little foot out. It's like, ah, sorry, it's too yeah. cold. Okay. I think I'll be a moth today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's educational down there, definitely. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good place. It's good. Go to Dobby's. Yeah. What's my world, Edinburgh? Just off the. Uh... <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors. So... Yeah. Brought to you by Butterfly World. <laughs> Brought to you by butterflies. And next week you can get some clouded yellow. <laughs> Why is it not On called moth? Yeah. It should be called moth world, butterfly and moth world. Moths never get lucky, do they? They're the no. uh, yeah. kind of ugly the cousins. Yeah. yeah, the black sheep of the Le- Lepidoptera family. <laughs> 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 nice. <Yeah. laughs> Remember my biological training, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what do we Jess? What do you think about this? So you finished yours? That's a good sign. I, I really like it. <laughs> so much I mean, what I had, um, it, it kind of reminds me in its refreshing and light nature of cider more than more than beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I really like the taste of it. And um, it's a shame that it was so fizzy because we could have had some more. Mm. Yeah, I, I do not know why it busted out in quite yeah. that fashion. But uh, there you go. Yeah, it's often a sign that the um, there's some kind of something's got into the yeast and it's just gone absolutely yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah, gone absolutely ballistic. Um, actually, I've got a bit of cloves there. There's a bit of kind of clovey spice. Mm. It kind of reminds me of like a very mm. nice soap. You know, you go, you go in these kind of fancy, <laughs> not not in the way. Well, obviously, I don't eat soap, but I mean, <laughs> you go and smell like you go and smell like a nice kind of uh, you know, fancy gift shop. And yeah, it's got that kind of a fruity, vanilla-y, kind of peppery kind of smell to it. Well, like like lush. Uh, maybe more like Crabtree Evelyn. A bit more Crabtree Evelyn. Crabtree yeah, that's right. Brought to you by Crabtree Evelyn. <laughs> and Do- Do- Dobby's... Uh, and Lush. And Lush. Oh yeah, we will sell it. We don't mind. We're not proud. You know, we'll sell it to anybody. <laughs> okay, that's that's nine minutes. So should we uh, have scores for uh, St. Austell Clouded Yellow? Uh, let's start with Andy and come towards me, maybe. Uh, okay. Um, five, I think. Because it's just it's absolutely fine. It's fine. It's not uh, horrible. It's not kind of particularly distinctive. It's just it's fine. Hmm. It's okay. Bear in mind, we can also change our scores at a later date if we want to. Uh, Grant, uh, I'm going to say seven because uh, I I I would have said eight if I'd had a chance to have a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd, I'm not sure I had enough to really make a proper judgment. Hmm. But I, yeah, I think it's. Really, it's one of the nicer wheat beers I've had. Yeah. I'm not usually a big fan of the wheat beer, but uh, no, it's very good. I was going to say exactly the same as Grant, because yeah. I, I was going to give it an eight initially, and then I thought, well, you know, all that kerfuffle. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, seven. It loses a point for kerfuffle. Does it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I'm, I'm going to give that a six and a half, I think. It's... It is interesting. It's certainly much more interesting wheat beer, as Grant says, than we normally get because it is a bit peppery and it is a bit kind of very vanilla. It's very sweet. 
It doesn't taste like a beer at all, really. It's got all those different tastes and different mm. flavors. No, it's, yeah, mm. I, you see, it's more like a cider without the apple. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. it's very refreshing. Um, very interesting. I mean, it's still obviously they're a, they're a high quality brewer. Mm. Um, although you wouldn't expect their beers to do what that one did. But yeah, I, I do quite like it. it takes enough. Uh, okay, so we're going to come back with a second beer in a moment. No real theme to today's beer cast, other than that we've got a wheat beer, we've got a bitter, we've got a strong IPA, and we've got a stout. So maybe it's like a four styles yeah. beer cast. Freestyle. Freestyle, four style, freestyle. Uh, okay, <laughs> so when we come back, we will uh, get on to our bitter. So Andy might want to leave the room in the next, <laughs> yeah. next 10 minutes. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. And that's not bulk conditions, so hopefully that won't explode. Just you, a pint of wine. Hello and uh, welcome back. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know what we should do? What? In, in those little break bits, uh-huh. you should pose a question uh, and then give the answer after the break. Oh, okay. All right, yes, I'll do that next time. What? Question. It's my favourite colour. <laughs> <laughs> answer after the break. Because remember, movies, films, and video. Was it movie? It started out. Oh, yeah. Movies, movies, movies. Or, and then it was movies, films, I and love videos. That That's cool. Movies, games, videos. Movies, games, videos. Yeah. They used to do that. Yeah, before the advert, we'd have a question and then when it came back. Although our breaks between sections are about <coughs> half a second. You've got to be pretty sharp. You can pause yeah. it, I, pause it I, I guess. Yeah. All right, we'll do that next All right, here we've got uh, Denton Brewery's Kamikaze. Maybe you should, have, you should have posed the butterfly question though. Uh, yes, this is Denton Kamikaze. This is a bitter and it's not exploding. That's good. It's got a sheep <laughs> with a <laughs> Japanese rising sun <laughs> hat on. So let's have some of this. How's the uh, quiche going? Not the quiche. Right, so, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know why. Last time we were here, you were making cookies while we were podcasting, and now you're making mm. an aubergine cake. I'm always making something. <laughs> almost permanently making something. <laughs> an aubergine cake. Cheesecake. Right, this looks like a better to me. Uh, I can guarantee Andy won't like this. No, he won't. Where's the front? He won't. Uh, it's from the Dent Brewery, who are co- they come from a place called Dent, which is in Cumbria. It's in the small south-eastern part of Cumbria, which is in the Yorkshire Dales. So even though it's in Cumbria, it's in the Yorkshire Dales. Right? Uh, they started off to sell beer at the Sun Inn, which is in Dent, but their popularity was so much that the other landlords in the Dales and Lakes asked for supplies, and the brewery was soon operating for other premises too. All their beers have a sheep theme. Uh, as you see on the label there, there's a, a ram with a kind of kamikaze Japanese headband on. Uh, for the name Kamikaze. Well, it should be Ramikaze. That was extremely good. I think not the bottle over. Well That's good reactions. They have other beers. Their gold nail is called... Their gold nail is called Golden Fleece. They do a German lager called Rambrau. Uh, past seasonals include You Wants to Be a Millionaire, You Let the Dogs Out, and Ali Baba. You to lose a point. What was the ducks we saw in Dogby's yesterday? We saw... Um, James, James Pond. James Pond. Mm-hmm. James Pond. And what was the other one? Count Duckula. Count Duckula, yeah. I actually made Count Duckula, that's good. Mm. No mention of Dobby's though, that's good. That'll get a. Yeah, I check will be in the post. Just making sure. It smells nice and bittery. It's a bit, it's, it's surprisingly hoppy for a bitter, actually. Is it? Mm. Hoppier than you'd think. I like it. Oh, I 
It's nice. It's exactly, it's nice. <laughs> you exactly know, the sort of beer Andy would throw down the toilet. I actually, say. I don't mind it. No. Why? Once <laughs> again, think, he confounded. <laughs> I think because it's, it's so hoptastic that it's kind of cancelling out the bitterness. Um, or the kind of, you know, that like that mustiness that you get with real bears. Yeah, yeah it's, it's clean, not like... It's cleaner. It's not. It doesn't taste like an old man's beer, like some bears do. Yeah, there's not much malt there, is it? But it's yeah. not. It's not crazily hoppy. It's not IPA hoppy. It's no. Uh, it's it's not, not, um, hoppier than your average beer, really maybe. But it's quite dry. It's more like a golden yeah, ale, yeah. isn't it? It's quite. Mm. It's not sweet at all. Mm. Yeah, it's very nice. It's good. It's a good bitter. Yeah. You you a bitter person, Jess? Um, I used to be more. <laughs> <laughs> when you were a teenager. <laughs> I used to just drink um, mostly bitter when I was a teenager. Mm. But um, but I now don't. But this, this is very nice. What do you think of uh, tribute when we had it? I know that you remember when we had oh, it. Was it some lively debate <laughs> around that. Because tribute's often what did I say? It's being. I can't remember what you said. <laughs> I can't um, oh, tribute was the one that you liked and me and Greg yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. I really can't remember. It's what often held up as being one of the flagship British bitters, uh, which I, I think is great, but. Um, mm. Yeah. I think you quite liked it, Jess. Okay. I think did Jess. I? I did. I think I seem to remember Jess did quite like it. Yeah. Oh right, okay. I, I won't guess why. Hops <laughs> and fruit. It said hops and fruit dominate this full-bodied, gold-coloured, strong bitter with a pleasant dryness. So they did mention the dryness. Mm. Mm. A hint of citrus and honey in the finish lead to a bitter aftertaste. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I. It's. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty good. it's not an enormous amount I can say about it. I think, I think this is one of your how what you would describe as a session beer, is it? Because it's oh yeah, it's quite drinkable. It's quite although it's five percent, you you'd mm. probably want your session beer more on the three point eight to four kind of level. Yeah, but yeah, it's <clears throat> certainly you could quaff it. Yeah. No, no trouble. Yeah, this is the kind yeah. of beer that Craig would drink instantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gone. He likes this kind of thing. Um, I think the the, the dryness. And the the the, the hoppiness factor would be quite nice to go to drink with with a meal with a dinner, with your dinner like with chips and pie or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do they um do these guys have they got a pub? Did you I wasn't listening when you were talking uh, before. But. They did. They started off in a pub called the Sun Inn in Dant in Cumbria. Uh, and like like a lot of these places, really, they start off in a pub just brewing for the pub, mm. Mm. and then the ones who are good at it and have a popularity and uh, people come in asking for the beer they end up thinking well maybe we should actually put this out and they yeah. end up doing it mm-hmm. that's how a lot of breweries start uh, in fact the, the start we're going to have later the same same deal they're another single pub brewery who've gone on to become a, a large brewery mm. yeah. although I've never seen I mean they're from the Yorkshire Dales I've got all these beers in the bottle the York which of course we always mention um, I've not seen it outside of Yorkshire mm. uh, for sale but be nice on, on drafts you'd think it would it would mm-hmm. be nice on cast yeah, very absolutely. much Normally, when the beer crest phrases, this would be a nice on a summer's day. Jim? <laughs> but in contrast, I think this would be nice in a pub in the Dales in the winter mm. with a, you know, peas and beans. escape from a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Peas, and, peas and chips and gravy and, and stuff. I think it would be nice with it. Although it's yeah. nice, it's nice. Quite now, on today. Unfortunately, on a summery day. Summer's day. Usually I say <laughs> summer's daylight when it's somewhere outside. Mm. So I'm thinking this would be nice any time, but it's sunny. So 
<laughs> Therefore, it's nice in a sunny day. Maybe we should go and drink it outside and see yeah. if it's like prison. No, it's not that warm, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the, the classic time of year for bitters is autumn, when you get the leaves turning and you, you, it's starting to get cold and the nights are drawing in. You, you go and have a bitter and it kind of... Because you don't drink them as cold as mm. summer beers and they're nice and roasty and obviously not as roasty as porters, but it's a good kind of autumn staple, the bitter. Mm. I like it. It's, it's, it's a bit too golden-y, golden ale for me in terms of being a classic bitter. Yeah, it's not a, this is a bitter. Yeah, it's kind of uh, pushing the, yeah. towards aliness. It's part moth, part butterfly. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's why you don't instantly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one would think. Well, yeah, it's appealing to another um, genre of drinkers. Mm. My genre, <laughs> your genre unto yourself. They <laughs> <laughs> you can't fit it in with any other genre. Would you like this? I really like it. Nice. I think it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's that incisive. Uh, I haven't said that since. Since then. I'm trying to think if I like it more than um, the beer we've just had, um, and I'm not sure. Do you get any of the sweet aftertaste? Because there's not much of a sweetness. Just say there's a hint of honey in the finish. Not it's really, a, no. On the bottle it says a, a nutty aftertaste. Ah, nutty, yes. Mm. It's a bit nutty. Mm. I do like a nutty bit. Uh, I do like this. Yes, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you both get it. Now, it? That, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, we might as well scroll there because I think we're drawing to a close what we can say about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is Dent Brewery's Kamikaze and uh, Andy Kazi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to give it a six because um, I like it more than the last one. It has more character mm-hmm. and flavours than the last one and I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Very good. Uh, yeah, I'd say six. It's a nice bitter and therefore can never get more than six. <laughs> in my internal scoring system um, I'm going to say 7 um, because I would have given the other beer 8 but I knocked it off for the fuzzy busyness the fuzzy busy the busyness busyness <laughs> okay can it you was, that was bubbles the, the, <laughs> the kerfuffle factor kerfuffle <laughs> yes it was quite kerfuffle um, so yeah I, it, for me it's it's fine but it's nothing special mm. Yeah, no, that's the seven beer. It's, it's it's very drinkable. I think that could be a session beer. I mean, yeah, okay, it's a bit stronger than four and a bit, but yeah, a short session beer. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly have a few of those. It's yes, it's, it's very very nice. I think it would get better the more you had too. You get used to the kind of style. I think um, it's it's quite golden ale for a bitter, which is surprising. Although to say that in the tasting notes, it's not a classic bitter, but I don't know if it's intended as a classic bitter. But yeah, I like it. Isn't it? okay uh, when you come back after the break we'll have our third beer which he says looking over his shoulder Uh, I'm not sure which one we'll have out of those two we'll pick one and go with it and do you have a question? yeah Uh, let's think of a question off the top of my head okay Uh, my question is what is the world's largest species of moth? Mm, topical topical? yeah you can see them at Dobby's (laughs) Newton Gray. <laughs> <laughs> bypass. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on this Friday. Uh, and when you, when you walk in, remember to say uh, mm. this secret beer cast uh, for 10% off. Yes, mention, mention the clouded yellow. You should go up to the desk and say, do you have clouded yellows? 
<laughs> and you get, you get the beer cast discount yeah. okay so when you come back in what will be a fraction of a second we'll have our third beer and the answer to that question if I can remember the answer <laughs> just you a pound of wine uh, hello and uh, welcome back to the beer cast uh, if you've never listened to us before by the way uh, hello we're a beer website based in Edinburgh Scotland and we have a southern chapter based in London England you probably know where London is uh, and it's hosted and anchored by Andy and Jess and they're both here with us uh, along with me and Gruden and this is our third bit oh no I should get to the answer to the question yeah mm. the world's largest moth I think it's the Atlas moth isn't it <laughs> no. I should look at you two you went to uh, Dobby's Garden World sponsors of the beer cast <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly World sir did they not have any ch- Signs about lot the largest multiply the largest moth. They, the they may moth, have done. So. There were some big brown ones there. Yeah, <laughs> if, it's, if it's not the Atlas moth, then uh, and if you're watching this on the, listening to this on a video iPod, you'll now see a photo of what is the world's largest moth. Uh, I'll be very embarrassed if it's not. <laughs> Actually, I won't. I don't really care. I saw, I'm Europe, not anyway. I saw Europe's largest moth when I was in France. Did you? Death's head moth. You could have asked that. What is it? I think it's a, is it a death's head. Oh, death's head hawk moth. Yeah, it's mm. huge. It's like that big. Grant's holding his. <laughs> Holding his hands half a foot apart. About five feet it's apart. massive, like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, I'm going to open this over the sink. <laughs> yeah, this should be a good one, so we don't really want to lose any of this. Oh, good. Ah, whoa! <laughs> 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 that wasn't quite as bad as the clouded yellow. We had a little bit of floor spillage. Maybe it's your opening star, man. You're too aggressive, man. The shovels never spilled them. Nice <laughs> Yorkshire, so uh, Right, we only lost uh, a millimetre of that. Okay, that's okay. All right. Uh, so this is Durham St Cuthbert. Durham, the Durham Brewery was launched in August 1994. Uh, founded by Christine and Steve Gibbs. They were full-time teachers uh, and they decided to start brewing. And eventually, as with a lot of these cases, the, the brewing became more successful than the teaching and they started to do that full-time. Uh, this one's probably bottle conditioned, so... Watch it. Uh, they had originally they had a five barrel plant which they sold and made a new plant in 1999. They got a huge range of beers, I think over 30 beers in all. Um, this one's quite interesting because when they brew it in the cask, it's called Magnificat. Now I saw this at the British Beer Festival. It was caught, so I didn't try it because there's just so much there. But when they bottled it, they don't call it Magnificat. They call it Saint Cuthbert. Even though it's exactly the same beer, it's a 6.5% English IPA. Uh, I don't know why it's changed from Magnificat to St. Cuthbert, but uh, it's got lots of different hops in. I'll come to that in a minute. Mm. I've got lots of history about St. Cuthbert, but let's have a sniff. What do we smell? Not a lot. You expect hops, doesn't it? Soap. <coughs> but that's the bottle conditioned. <laughs> yeah, the fact there is brewing the bottle fat. You can smell a lot of hops there, there's a lot of yeast going on. Yeah. It smells lovely, it smells like a strong IPA. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I've got the stuff in the. Can I have a wee bit of that? I've got the stuff in the bottom. All right. <laughs> not the most pleasant. Yeah. It's a little bit. A little bit cloudy. No, it's not the most pleasant either. Mm. I don't know. No, I'm not sure about this at all. Hmm. No, it's good. That that tastes like a classic strong IPA. Hmm. You always talk about the American strong IPAs like Goose Island and yeah, ones mm. of that ilk. But uh, this is it's on those lines. It's got it's very hoppy, very flowery. Yeah, it's it's yeah, hopped it's, up to the max. Yeah, it's just it's not. This is a Craig bit. <laughs> it's not as clean as those though. It's no. 
it's a little bit. It's more, the bottle conditioning, isn't it? It adds that extra kind of. It's not the time. It adds the extra kind of um, muddiness and yeah. uh, mustiness. Am I, right? Is this heresy? But I, I don't like bottle conditioning. I don't. I think it's they're never that nice. Yeah. You always lose a bit at the bottom, yeah. <laughs> so I just find annoying. And a bit on the top as well. And the top, yeah. <laughs> if you open it like I do, I don't know. I just I don't, I don't quite see. I don't think it adds enough. Mm. Personally, well, no. Uh, I, I see what you mean. It does. It is. You do feel waste or cheated almost by the fact that it's just. It's always the way it really, you get. It's always really yeasty as well. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I mean, the, that's the annoying thing about these beers is they do say like you should kind of leave them to settle. Mm-hmm. And the cloud yellow I had, it was when I bought it and I took it up on the train from York. It was totally opaque, bright green, all kind of mixed in. Yeah, I left it for two or three weeks and it settled out. It was beautifully clear mm-hmm. and it got like a big thing of sediment on the bottom. So perfect. But of course, as soon as you open it, whack, it yeah. always mixes up again, so it becomes very cloudy. But if mm-hmm. you've got a good bottle conditioning, you can leave the yeast at the bottom. And then yeah, I mean. Just stuff like um, you're right. We've got four different colours here. A bit. Yeah, I think. Mm. I'm not sure this bottom bit's as nice as the other bit, but. Well, do I swap? You can have the. I know. I just have a taste. It, it says on the side there. This ale is bottle conditioned. There is live sediment which continues to mature and develop the flavour and character. But um, you know, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just want a nice, clean, clear. Beer and you don't necessarily want absolutely yeah like the last one which was not bottle conditioned and it was the uniform yeah mm. yeah but bottle conditioning does add a huge amount of flavour you get all the they get all the yeastiness you get more hops and it 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 it's almost like having a cask ale in a glass it's that's, that's the it's idea closer. Of it. yeah yeah mm. totally yeah um but I see I take your point um but yeah I do I do tend to go for bottle conditioned beers just because I think it that you do notice the difference in, in the flavour yeah man you're so related. I mean, nice. like, and it's bottle condition. It never seems to go <clears throat> do lally either. It's always manages yeah. to be quite clear. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you just got to do it right. That's true. It's imperative if you do bottle conditioning that you get it right and it doesn't just go nuts like the last one did, which is surprising because it was tribute. And, uh, sorry, it's an hostel in there. I think that's maybe just that bottle. It yeah, I mean, with those things, is it that, that you can't guarantee that every bottle is going to be? Like, no, you can never guarantee with beer because it's because yeah. the yeast. It's a live organism. So yeah. if any any kind of air or any other thing gets in, it's just going to spoil. Yeah, uh, mm. which usually you can tell straight away because it just smells awful. Uh, mm. and it yeah. tastes awful. It's like wine, I guess. Same thing. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh, so anyway this is yeah. uh, Durham Saint Cuthbert's. Uh, yes, mm. sipping away. What do you think of this? You... It's not really my cup of tea. You're not a strong IPA fan. No, I, it's too. It's just too much for me. Mm. It's too. It's too rich. <laughs> um, but then when we. Uh, <laughs> I'll put you on the spot again about the beer of the issue. Remember when we had the uh, hardcore IPA and beers like that? I mean, they're really strong. They're much yeah. stronger than this, but yeah. maybe maybe right. Maybe you need to have a certain one that's where everything is kind of at its peak. Yeah. Did I like that? I think so, yeah. Did I? There's a, a Ruination IPA. Yeah, Ruination too as well. Hardcore's uh, before. It. My memory's terrible, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, maybe it's this bottle. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm finding it a little bit too too much I'm finding it quite tough going as well mm. you know I quite like a strong IP in the normal circumstances mm-hmm. but I don't know it's not sitting right with me somehow this chap uh, fresh and clean tasting with citrus notes this beer is dangerously drinkable uh, not too bitter with extra aroma hops for interest so they put a double hop to it uh, 6.5% no it's a strong yeah. one 
It's got a crystal malt challenger target Columbus Golding, so it's got five hops in it. Challenger target Columbus Golding and Sats hops. Five hops. Sats are the um, Austrian ones that are very spicy. They're kind of um, used in lagers and pilsners. Basically. Yeah, see on the side it says um, strong IPA with pronounced citrus and orange notes. Mm-hmm. There's definitely orange in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that um, I think popping our keyword pops every does time. Does every it time. Uh, I'm sure that there's other beers that we've had that have gone for that kind of citrusy, orangey thing that where they, it comes through more. I think maybe because there's a lot of other stuff going on that kind of is masked, that oranginess is masked a little bit. And I, I, I quite like the citrusy, orangey thing, but it just feels like it's being pushed down a little bit by some of the other heart and stuff that's going on with it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those hops, I can never remember whether it's Challenger or Goldings, the, but one of those hops is renowned for being orangey, coming out, giving that kind of orange citrus flavours. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Durham was, uh, in case you're wondering why it's called St Cuthbert, or even if you're not, I'm going to tell you. So, <laughs> you can just sit quietly for the next two minutes if you like. Um, Durham was founded in 995 AD, apparently by divine intervention. Uh, the 12th century chronicler Simeon recounts that after wandering in the north, the funeral procession of the bishop of Lindisfarne, who's called St. Cuthbert, he died, and they took his funeral procession onto the mainland, um, came to a halt at a hill called Warden Law, and they couldn't move it. It was like being pushed on like a, like a gurney, I guess you'd probably describe it, and they couldn't get it to move. Um, the, the bishop of Chester, the street, who was leading this funeral procession, decided to call a halt and decreed a holy fast of three days. Uh, while they were there, a shepherd appeared, uh, who said that she was looking for her, sorry, it's a milkmaid, so a milkmaid appeared saying she's looking for her lost cow, which she'd last seen at a place called Dunholm. And Dunholm was where these guys were trying to get to. So they followed her to Dunholm and founded a cathedral, which they called Durham. <laughs> they followed her home and founded a cathedral. Mm. Yeah, just instantly. <laughs> last time, that's what I did last time I followed someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, St. Bede was there too. Uh, St. Cuthbert appeared apparently, when he, even though he's dead. He appeared in a vision and said that his coffin should be placed at Dunholm, but none of them knew where it was until they found this friendly milkmaid who showed them where it was. My brother teaches at St. Bede's. Does he really? Oh, which right. is a school in um, Bexhill, in oh, Sussex. Not in Dunholm. <laughs> no. What does he teach? He, uh, he teaches everything. He teaches primary school. Oh, primary school. Yeah. Right. Very good. Uh, St. Cuthbert is the patron saint of Northumberland and the patron saint of seabirds. Right. Patron saying of seabirds. Seabirds, yeah. Is there ev- does everything in the world have it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, seriously, <laughs> do, I, I guess it must. It may well do. Patron saying of, I don't know. If you're interested in seabirds, you could go to the <laughs> Scottish Seabird Centre in North Berwick. It's <laughs> <laughs> Just ah. off the air, Yeah. Uh, he's often portrayed as being surrounded by seabirds. Uh, he's not on, the, I don't think there's a picture of him on that no, later, but um, it's because he protected seabirds on the Farne Isles, apparently, uh, when he was there, when he was the the um, Bishop of Lindisfarne. Uh, in Northumberland, the Ida duck is known as the Cuddy duck after St. Cuthbert. That's a fact for you. There you go. Yes, it is. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. Um, is there a picture? Well, that's a good question. Is there a picture in St. Cuthbert? I think from a lot of older things, there must be. Like animals and stuff. Picture in St. Cuthbert? Beetles. Beetles? Yeah. Why not? Trees? Yeah. Trees. I wonder if there's a... Uh, well... And nowadays, the thing is something week, so like Pie Week or mm-hmm. International Hair Week or something. 
And actually, there's a website where you can see all the different weeks that are all, all over oh, the world. Okay. Crazy kinds of weeks. Mm. I can't remember them, but. Take a word for it. If there isn't a meet with. So yeah, there must there must be a website where they list all these patron saints of this and that. Yeah. Maybe there's a patron saint of uh, aubergine cheesecakes. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's a group. You, you haven't found uh, her. Uh, okay, I think maybe we should wrap up. That's eight and a bit minutes. Uh, um, scores for a Durham Saint Cuthbert. Uh, four. Because it's it's it's. So slightly below fine <laughs> <laughs> incisive usually a slight below five yeah. that's, that's incredible <laughs> uh, Gima what are you going to come up with um, I'm going to say four because I really don't like it I yeah, don't know why 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 not I don't know just it's, tell me it's, it's, it's got a unpleasant taste you finished it then I know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I usually like this kind of beer. Yeah. As you know. But um, it just seems far too bittery, metallic-y taste to okay. me. Maybe it was because uh, I got the end. But even when I had a taste of the other ones, still mm-hmm. wasn't sitting right. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Jess. Um. Four. Uh, I see a pattern emerging here. <laughs> I don't like it. It's too strong for me, and it's too cloudy and muddy. And I like something a bit more refreshing. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. You don't nice. Like, you don't like the like look of its face. <laughs> I'm going to give that... A cut of its chip. <laughs> I'm going to give that seven and a half. Uh, because I, I like it. Oh. I do. I, I know, obviously, I know I, I got the first uh, sample out of that bottle, so I didn't get as much of the yeast as everybody else. But, um, for me, that tastes like a dead-on strong IPA. You've got the hops. You've got the kind of citrusy, orangey tastes. And it's really strong. It's got that kind of alcohol back into it. And I really like that. I'll have to differ on this one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, it's a weird one. It's, it seems quite... Um, I don't know. It's got lots of different things going for it. Maybe that's not... That's what putting you guys off. But it's there are a lot of different flavours in there that are kind of... They come up and they go down. They come up mm. and they go down. It's not like it's got one flavour. It's not like Bang mm. Hops or Bang Fruit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Obviously, it's quite a hard thing to do. It's got five different hops in it, so it's probably quite hard to balance. But maybe they just missed off the balance slightly. Um, but yeah, I do like it. Okay, that's. Uh, I'm getting quite windy too. <laughs> yeah. It was those first two. Yeah. Yeah. Very really busy. Frothy, yeah. Really busy. Okay, so that was our third beer. That was uh, Durham Brewery St Cuthbert, or if you get it on cask, it's called Magnificat. I don't know why. Uh, and when you come back, we have our final beer, which is a stout with something added to it. Uh, and we also have the answer to our question, which is, how many bands has Andy been in in the course of his life? <laughs> wow. That's going to take some kind of what a question. Thank <laughs> you. I'll put you on the spot. I need a pen for it. Just you. A band of one. Hello and uh, welcome back. We've had a lengthy uh, delay due to uh, my Matt going nuts. Anyway, uh, before the break, we asked you how many bands... Andy had been in. Now, bear in mind, not even Andy himself <laughs> yeah. knew the answer to this. So uh, maybe just pick a number between 1 and 100. And the answer was? <laughs> the answer was 16. 16. Now, we a quick fire through the names. Can you read them out? Yeah. Uh, Green so Hall, you can Green, play along at home. Okay. Uh, Green Hall School Band, uh, New Battle High School Band, 
That's a high school band, of course. Uh, a band that I formed with uh, Paul Brown and uh, Gavin Kelly to play the um, end of year high school concert. The snappy name. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> them. Uh, Wake, uh, Funky Bastards, um, band that we're in with Dave Hook, Service Nine, uh, band room with Malcolm, uh, Andy and Grant, Benny Hanna, Third Man, Blue Rose Code, Little Ray, Hexacon, uh, Reese Marsh, and the Autumn Ghosts, and Interiors. Hey. There we go. And how many guys are you currently in? 14? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been in six, it was actually. Yeah. Three. Three, oh, very good. Well, you've had 16 at home, well done. Uh, you won the uh, Andy's Band Bingo competition. <laughs> now, yeah, uh, a golden drumstick. Go on, you go on. Go on. Entry to doggies, <laughs> entry to butterfly world. You do get fancy <laughs> <Yeah>. drums. <laughs> uh, Gruben has left the table and he's now standing at the sink. Right. So it's going, it's going to be this one for a, a suitable receptacle, just in case we have a bad experience. It does say, it's it's read the tag. Yeah, be careful with the beer. So yeah, careful. It's like in the news when they pass over, let's head over to Grant, live at the sink. That's <laughs> <laughs> done absolutely nothing. Right. Right. There's not a single bubble. <laughs> so after that, all that, yeah, we're fine. Right, this is um, Bramble Stout by Burton Bridge Brewery. This is the Burton, Burton Bridge Brewery Bramble Stout from Burton-on-Trent in Staffordshire. Uh, they began, in a, as I said earlier, they began in a pub as well as the, uh, the first lot. Thank you. Oh, that's a blimey, blimey texture. In 1982, uh, two men called Jeff and Bruce, who worked on installing other breweries, thought they could have a go themselves, so they opened one up. Um, in the late 1970s, they decided a brewery attached to a pub would be a good venture, but it wasn't until 1981 they found the Fox and Goose in Burton, which had been derelict for two years at that point. Success came eventually, and in 1990, they were voted Brew Pub of the Year. Blimey. Wow. <laughs> it's not a strong one, there's only five. So. Let's have a sniff of this. Strong what do we smelly. get? Yeah. It smells like a, a leather it's, seat. Yeah, it does. It smells like a sofa. <laughs> it smells a little bit like a practice room. It's like a smell like... <laughs> I was going to say, there's a kind of sweaty man smell coming off it. Yeah, equipment kind of. Equipment y, yeah. 20 years old, <laughs> rock, smell up. You know what it smells like? It smells like black olives. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. That's kind of weird. Complex aromas. Not blackberries, which is what's in it. <laughs> Although maybe it is the brambles. Do we have the bramble blackberry discussion now? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> There's a lot of burnt coffee in there. Yeah, it's it's quite light on the palate though. It's not um, it's not treacly because it's it's not a strong beer, so it's quite um, watery perhaps. Yeah, I like um, <laughs> substrate. <laughs> it's a light substrate. Very coffee, <laughs> but but uh, but a strong taste though. A strong a strong taste, yeah. But there's not much body. No. Interesting. Uh... Oh, it's got no. Naked? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is brewed. Sorry, Jess. No, I didn't say I don't taste no, the. Oh, um, the brambles. <laughs> brambles or blackberries at all. What's a bramble? Really? What's a bramble? Oh, it's a blackberry, as you call it's it. It's what the uh, heathen Scots call it. Uh, and an Arthur in English, too, oh, I think. Okay, bramble is the proper way of saying it. Is it? Or you would say, black, you would say blackberry. <laughs> I would say it? blackberry, yeah. Well, what not do you brambles. mean? What, do, are you saying that you call those brambles? Yeah, yeah. What? You didn't know this. No? <laughs> you lived in Scotland for years. But what do you call uh, then uh, uh, blackberry jam? Bramble jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. 
Wow. Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing. But oh, it's okay. a bramble. I've always been taught it's a bramble. Yeah. Okay. That's not the official name. No. It's a good name, though. It's a better name. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's inherently superior. <laughs> anyway, this must be... Um, well, it's from Burton, which isn't in Scotland. So. Burton Bridge in Staffordshire. Yeah, yeah. Where, where Brewing began in England. Whoa! Uh, this is actually another, we had actually last time when we had our St. Cuthbert, that was another beer by a different name changed. This is actually Top Dog Stout, which they brew, and they add blackberry juice to it, and that's it. And there you have their Bramble Stout. Uh, Challenger Hops, Pale Chocolate Malts, which is where you're getting the, the dark taste from. Uh, Burton Bridge Bramble Stout has a strong chocolatey aroma with a hint of fruit, full-bodied with a smooth bitterness. It won the SIBA National Bottle Beer 2005. It's too medicinal for me. I just it is. yeah, it's a good word for it. Medicinal. Mm. I'm, I was trying to think what that smell reminded me of, and it reminds me of a doctor's surgery or a medical. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a really bitter TCP aftertaste. Mm. Like hangs around top it's of the mouth <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, it's very tart, mm. which I guess is the brambles. Yeah, you I did. can't taste. I wouldn't have said if you, that it had brambles in it. You do that after once you finish drinking it, and you. you kind of sit for about 30 seconds you get like a kind of fruity brambliness and that mm. kind of you know when you go to a, you go to a, a blackberry bush and you pick off a blackberry yeah and you eat it sometimes after you've had a few you get that kind of acidic kind of you've had too much you've had like a tart one that isn't mm. quite right yeah, yeah, yeah you get that kind of strong <laughs> so, so, so they strong put taste. non-ripe ones in <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, but also you can get a little bit of fruit right at the very beginning when you first sip it you know like when you have cranberry juice and you get like a little bit of uh, sour to sweetness first and then sourness with cranberry juice mm, you, I don't know. you do cranberry juice a lot mm, yeah. um, you get a little bit of fruit and then you get all the all the porter factors yeah it's, it's bitter no yeah, it's a bitter beer it's nothing like I expected no I expected a thicker much mm. affair we've had we've had a stout from Burton previously and it, it one of our lowest scoring beers of all time yeah it's in our bottom five I think at the moment it was their Christmas stout, and we gave it very bad marks. I don't remember it being that bad, but I think... No, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I, I think it has the potential to be a nice beer, but they need to smooth out the rough edges mm. a bit. Yeah, a I agree with that. Absolutely. Although maybe you got the bottle conditionings again, because, I, I, I don't know, can I have a taste of yours? I need to what, get the bottom. See what, how crazy it is? I left a fair amount in the bottle. It's always hard to pour a bottle conditioned porter. Yeah, um, I mean, there's quite a lot still in there, so... <laughs> No, that's the same as mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> You're right. Though. Expression. It's <laughs> <laughs> struggling a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. It is as if it's they've not quite made it all the way. It's like it's as if they've got a beer session. Sorry, seventeen. Did <laughs> <laughs> you forget that? <laughs> I bet. I bet Paul was uh, shouting at his iPod. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my man. He forgets. Anyway. But Andy was also in JLS, but they, they booted him out. Right? <laughs> but it was blue before that. Uh, so, I, so I lost my train of thought there, didn't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I don't, I don't like it. It's not nice. <laughs> no, I do. It's interesting. I don't mind it. I mean, I'm, I'm not averse to bitterness, so it's, it's okay, but... I don't know, it's not fully formed somehow. No, I, I, but you know, at least they've tried something. You know, quite often I, I, I 
ragon beers because they're really boring and, and they haven't really tried anything at all. But at least these guys have, you know, tried something, tried to do something. It's not quite there yet, but I think it has the potential to be an interesting and nice beer. You think it needs more bramble, brambleiness? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I, I do, yeah. Yeah. Because they've got the chocolate, the pale and chocolate, well, the chocolate malts are the ones that are giving only strong flavours, so yeah, they need something to kind of make mm. it a bit fancy. Balance it out. Balance it out. Mm. Yeah, well, we've probably said this before, it's like people advertise a thing in their beer, and sometimes you just can't taste it. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to say it's got this in it, at least yeah. make it, True. like, really quite present. Like yeah. the classic right. yellow, it did taste of vanilla. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're right, what you're saying about you... Um, you applaud brewers who do something slightly differently. I mean, I got this in the bottle where they had a whole they had a whole section on the shelves of stouts, and I picked that one because I thought it looked a bit different, mm. and it doesn't taste that different really from other stouts. But it's that kind of thing where you're going to look at it and think, "Oh, brown stout," and try mm. it, mm. as opposed to all the other normal stouts that were there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm a huge fan of stouts, and that's it's it's not too bad as a stout, but it could do with. There is that something else. It's one of these beers where you can taste something slightly odd about it. Mm. But if you if you had if you drunk that and were told there's something in that, what is it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't yeah, know. You know, there's something. Yeah, you know there's something, but you wouldn't be sure. Mm. There's a bit of fruit, but not not enough. I think maybe it's because they put juice in. Maybe they're kind mm. of still steeped actual well, blackberries in it. That well, was I, I was wondering if maybe if they tried to do it with a different type of beer, maybe. Because the, the strength of the porter is competing with the blackberries. <clears throat> Maybe if they tried it in a lighter style of beer, then it might be easier to bring the blackberries forward a bit because the beer's not as Maybe. strong. Maybe. So you, you could have like maybe like a red ale or something. I mean, you couldn't put blackberries in like an IPA or a bitter. That would be a bit weird. But like tenant. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe like, yeah, like a strong red ale. That would, that would be quite interesting. Anyway, that's uh, Burton Bridges Bramble Stout. Got a very nice label, though. I like the Burton. Yeah, 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 very yeah, attractive. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. bottle conditioned porter. Yeah. And it came with that little slip on the uh, neck that said you had to open it over a pan. Which room did it over there? Nothing happened. happened. No. Yeah. Perfectly, perfectly, um, <laughs> perfectly. Wait, wait I guess you've got to uh, give them props for that then, so not, it didn't explode when we opened it and like the end. Uh, right, so should we have some scores for uh, Burton Bridge Bramble Stout? Um, I think six. Six. Because it's interesting, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not quite there yet. Six because it's more than five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or two more than four. It's slightly more than five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm a bit torn here, I don't know. Um, I'd say six as well. I was thinking about giving it five, but I do not mind it. Maybe five and a half? No. <laughs> six. Six, all right, good stuff. Uh, I was going to give it four, but then I, I, even though I don't particularly think it's great, I do think it's better than... Um, God, I can't remember what we had. It's a um, so um, I'm going to give it five. Okay. Can you see yourself drinking a whole bottle of that in one session, or is that? No, of, it's a bit much, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, a sipper. A yeah. sipper, yeah, absolutely. Even though it's only five percent, it's not. It's just the taste rather than the strength. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm going to give that six. Uh, maybe, maybe six and a half. 
No, I'll give it a six. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I agree totally with what's been said. So I need to add my name more than that. <laughs> okay. That's good. It's interesting, but maybe not interesting enough. Anyway, that was uh, Burton Burton Bridge Bramble. It should be Burton Bridge Bramble Beer. Rather than Bramble Stout. Uh, yeah. I've got 23 out of 40, I think. So thank you very much uh, to our, our panel here. Um, the winner in that one was... Uh, Kamikaze, which got 65%. Yeah. yeah. Which is one, one percentage point ahead of Clouded Yellow, which got 64%. Hmm. Which yeah. would have got more, incidentally. Yeah, if it, it would. I think it would have won. It spelled itself all over me. You can say perhaps uh, it would have got more if we had got more. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. For so, me, my personal favourite was the... Was the Maybe you should bump your score up and then might win. No, it's all right. Well, then, it'll just, crazy. then it'll just tie, wouldn't it? Uh, it depends how much you bump it. You get, you get no, it I won't bump it. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll be fair. Okay, very good. Well, we expect that. That's what we expect. Uh, so yeah, that was our uh, kind of poor beer special. Uh, we had a wheat beer, bitter, strong IPA, and a stout. And the uh, the bitter one. Hooray! Yay. That makes me happy. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening to that. Thank you to Andy and Jess for coming up from London. Not Hi. especially, but thank you for dropping in. <laughs> and thank you to Grubin as ever. Yeah, thank my you. rock. <laughs> Uh, we will come back in a couple of weeks with another podcast uh, in the meantime you can get all, all kinds of ways to get in touch with us the address of the website is thebeercast.com you can, yes it is yeah. <laughs> you can send us an email uh, thebeercast at googlemail.com uh, you can twitter us at thebeercast you can leave us a rating or a comment in iTunes uh, you can see us on Last FM. Uh, is that? you can leave a comment on the on a post on the website. On the website, yes. We're on Facebook too. You can search for friends <laughs> of the beer cast. <laughs> yeah. Or you could shine a special beer cast light in the sky. <laughs> we will come to you. We'll come running. Yeah. Or you can go and see one of Andy's bands who are playing <laughs> all over the country. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's the one at the back with the, uh, the big blonde hair and the bushy beard. Yeah. Oh no, that's every other member in your band. <laughs> uh, but if you do see any of us, then yeah, come and say it. No, don't, don't come and say it. Um, we'll come back in a couple of weeks thank you for listening and uh, goodbye bye bye a bit cheerful <laughs> bye we have to uh, lick the beer out of Grant's floor yeah I think I'll be mopping that tomorrow <laughs>